God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. This is week two of our season six podcast. And let me tell you something. I'm late again, but I am on time in the spirit realm. You understand? That means that sometimes you can be late and not late at the same time. And that is what is happening in this moment. We're live on YouTube. Usually we are on Facebook. I don't know if we're on Facebook. My Facebook's not showing up. But I see the delegation is on the YouTube. Y'all better come through on YouTube. What is going on in the world? Let me know where you're tuning in from. This is our new thing because so many of you all have decided to get off of Facebook because your mother got profiles and your grandmother has a profile. So now I'm on YouTube because y'all refuse to get on Facebook. Okay, so we're going to try. We're going to do YouTube. We're going to try and do Facebook. We're going to see what's happening. The delegation is listening. Child, listen, I see Silva Stinson said, yay, I caught y'all online. Let me know where you're tuning in from. Mariah Nelson is here from Brooklyn. I see Dublin, Ireland in the building. Y'all better pray without ceasing is here from Mississippi. Let me tell you, I am trying to do a thing this season on the podcast. I'm trying to make sure that we are going into the highways and the byways, doing the Lord's work. And I think it might just be working out. Now, y'all know how we get down. The podcast is not the podcast unless I ask you all one very, very important question. Do you know what that very important question is? Have you been drinking your water and minding your business? This is Mind Your Business Ministries, where I am the head of the Usher Board. We have incredible delegates here at Mind Your Business Ministries, and we take this thing seriously, full-time job seriously. I see boss in Massachusetts is in the building. Everyone is so excited that they finally caught alive. Okay. LA is watching Fort Lauderdale. Have you been drinking your water? Have you been minding your business? These are the questions that I need answers to. I can tell you for myself, I have not been drinking my water. Let me tell you, your girl has been on the stick and shut in list. I have some type of situation that is trying to take control of my life. But let me tell you, it won't have the final say. Y'all better watch the word. It won't have the final say. Kimberly Ferguson said, I just sipped two glasses of water and I'm minding my business. You better. Rochelle is drinking her water. But are you working out? Not me either. You know what I decided? I thought that on tour, I wanted to be skinny. For those of you who don't know, we're going on tour. We're going to be in... Eight cities, okay, like Philly, Detroit, places, Houston, all of these different places. And I said to myself, I said, self, I want to be skinny on tour. And so I told myself at the beginning of the year, do not eat the carbs. Do not do the things that you know that you do when you do them. Don't do them. So I'm supposed to be drinking my water, minding my business and working out. You know what I've been doing? Minding my business. And if I have to choose any of those three things to do, minding my business is going to be the number one thing that I choose all of the time. Okay. I can't, I can't do it. 
I've tried. I've tried to do all of them at the same time. I've, I haven't been successful at it. I want to believe that God is going to give me the strength and endurance. But you know what it feels like? It feels like pressure. Trying to eat lettuce, mind your business, and drink a gallon of water a day, and be a good person, and be nice to people, and put your grocery cart back after you've been shopping is too much pressure and God doesn't want that for my life so I had to pick a struggle and I've chosen my struggle and my struggle is to be great I'm going to be a good person I'm going to drink water when I can and I'm going to mind my business and I'm going to work out when I feel like it because I can't work out with this idea of me being skinny and not being skinny at the same time Sylvia Stenson said throw some chicken on that lettuce does need to do that okay Cameo says, drinking water, minding my business, working out, and no carbs, and praying my way through. It's tough. Cameo, let me tell you, you out here doing it for all of us, because right now, I can't do it. I can't do it. I've tried to do it, and the answer was no. Okay, so listen, y'all know how we get down. The Woman Evolved podcast is where we get together for some girl time, okay? I tell you all about what I've seen in the news. You all tell me your opinion about what you've seen in the news. And we try to look at it from a different perspective. We all know there's two sides of us. There's one side of us still working on deliverance. There's another side of us been delivered. This is not the time for your undelivered self to speak in on these stories because your undelivered self don't like to rescue folks, okay? We call this segment Rescue Eve. Rescue Eve is when we look at people who know better but are not doing better, much like the homegirl Eve. Eve knows better, doesn't do better. <sighs> Let me tell you, when I saw this story, I said to myself, I don't know what the delegation is going to say about this. I'm going to do my best to make sure that I tell the story as objectively as possible. But at the end of the day, it's going to be left in your hands. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready. The first person I would like to submit for rescue is the incomparable, the legendary Shaka Khan. Let me tell you all something. Shaka Khan sang the Star Spangled Banner at the NBA All-Star Game, and some, some of the saints weren't there for the rendition. Let me read you the story. It takes a lot to make a performance of the Star Spangled Banner before the NBA All-Star Game trend higher on social media than the game itself. But Shaka Khan has managed what Fergie was able to do two years ago with a unique rendering of the national anthem that threatened to render anything that followed an afterthought. Her rendering had its defenders, including at least one celebrity take. Shaka Khan's star-spangled rendition was amazing, tweeted Magic Johnson. To say that this is not a majority view on social media would be an understatement. Although, although there was a tide of backlash against the negative reactions on Twitter, with many saying Khan deserves respect no matter what liberty she might have taken with the ode to liberty. Do y'all want to try and rescue... Our our legend, she's a legend. I didn't even know that we could cancel legends in 2020. Is it is it possible? Is it possible? Alexis Nicole on Facebook says she's not rescuing her. Veronica Smith says, as a Navy veteran, nope, I was very offended. How was y'all? She's a, first of all, can I say this? That Shaka Khan sounded like Shaka Khan. Like, I don't think that she sounded like... Like she she got a little jazzy with it. Okay. She tried she got a little jazzy. It ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of jazz. And I'm trying to figure out when we stop listening to jazzy music. She she she, she sound like Shaka Khan through the fire. 
through the fire. She she took the Star Spangled Banner through the fire and it came out all right on the other end. And I just don't understand. Bridget P on YouTube says we are definitely rescuing Shaka Khan. Tiana H says, let's give her some floaties. Dion Stafford says, yes, let's. She just sung it how she, she sung it how she felt it, okay? She's, she gave it her, and I think it, it, it's fine. Siobhan said she didn't sound good on Mass Singer either. What do you mean she didn't sound good? I think she sounded like Shaka Khan. I want to know, can we rescue her delegation? Can we just try to stretch ourselves? Erica Warren says, I still love Shaka Khan. I have childhood memories to her song. Can I tell you all, I never thought that I would come to an age where I could see legends be canceled. You know, Shaka Khan is a legend. There's really nothing she can do to be canceled. And we live in a culture, though, that is willing to cancel. I can't. I'm going to talk a little bit later about Snoop Dogg and Gail, but I just want you all to know the cancellation of Oprah over this. I just, I just, I didn't even know that we could cancel legends. I didn't even think it was possible. You know, there are some people who no matter what, I feel like we just can't cancel them, but we'll talk about that later. The question is, are we rescuing Shaka? Edwina Harris says rescue. Marcella says rescue her most definitely. Letitia says half of the ones mad sound just like her. We don't cancel legends who could buy our lives, okay? Ari says rescue her, but this is the last rescue. Okay, it sounds like for the most part on Facebook, there's... Some rescuing happening. Brene Tate says, no Shaka slander will be tolerated. I cannot agree with you more. Tayon Foster says, what's wrong with soul rescuer? Okay, listen, we're rescuing Shaka because who can live in a world where we cannot rescue Shaka Khan? I don't know if I'm ready to live in that world. There's already so much division, so much happening in this country. We have to rescue Shaka Khan. She got a little jazzy. It's all right. Jazzy is all right. Okay. How about this? All right. All right. All right. So we're going to rescue Shaka Khan. I think this next one is going to split the Saints right on down the middle. I'm not sure how y'all going to feel about this. Okay, hold on. Let me sip some tea. Yes, mm -hmm, that helped. All right, listen. There's a video that has gone viral of two people on an airplane, and one of them is acting a fool. Which one of them is acting a fool is the question. Delegation, I want to know if we can rescue a man who was pushing the seat of another passenger before you judge. Because I know, I know our rule, violence is never the answer, okay? Keep your hands to yourself. I know that, but wait a minute. Let me read the story. An airline passenger's video of a man punching the back of her seat sparked an online debate. Is it okay to recline when sitting in economy? Wendy Williams said on, t on, said on Twitter that she was on an American Airlines flight from New Orleans to Charlotte, North Carolina, when she decided to put her seat in the recline position. The man behind her responded by repeatedly punching her seat. She wrote, here's a great jackhole. Jackhole, first of all, Wendy, how long have you been saved? And when... Jackhole, Jackhole is the most saved. I'm cussing you, but not cussing you word in the whole wide world. And I think some of us need to incorporate it. We need to put in a trade for words that y'all 
not y'all, but people who y'all know use instead of this. We're going to start saying jackhole. Anyhow, Wendy said, here's a great jackhole. He was angry that I reclined my seat and punched it about nine times hard, at which point I began videoing him and he resigned to this behavior. Williams tweeted Saturday with a video of the man behind her hitting the back of her seat. It's not clear what happened before or after Williams started filming. The other jackhole, there it is again. Jackhole. The other jackhole is the American Airlines flight attendant who reprimanded me and offered him rum. Can I ask y'all a question? Can you recline your seat? Can I tell? It's inconsiderate. Can I tell y'all that? I, I don't know. I want you to hear from my heart, whoever you are, who insists on reclining your seat when there is no room. There's not even room. They need to take that function off the chairs in general. American Airlines, Delta, Virgin, Spirit, whoever's listening, can y'all please take them buttons off the chair? Y'all know it ain't no room for these seats to be reclining, and then y'all gonna put these reclining like it's a lazy boy room on this airplane. Y'all done packed us in here like sardines, and y'all want us to believe that we can recline. Anywho, this is what I'm saying. Are you, do y'all want it? Who, is he wrong? Is he wrong wrong, or is he just one wrong? Delegation, I need you. Denisha says, I'm going to start using Jack Holt. Yes, we should. LaShawn says, you're supposed to ask the person behind you for permission before you recline. I think you should. KCL Watson says, OMG, I saw that and that frustrated me. So I could only imagine how she felt. Personally, I would have went off. Okay, so are we going to save? I'm confused. Who are we trying to save? Do we want to try and save him? We want to try and save him. No, Vanessa Best Tyson says absolutely not rescuing him or the flight attendant. He was wrong on every level. Now, you do need to keep your hands to yourself. But y'all know what? Wendy Williams, not to be confused with how you doing, but Wendy Williams, whoever this was, not only do I know that she saved because she says Jack Hole, I know that she saved because he punched her seat and that's where the story ends. Because let me tell you about the way my salvation is set up. If you start punching my seat, this plane is going to have to land because two of us are not going to make it through it. I, I don't understand. But when you're saved the way that she saved, you recline your seat. There's a word in here somewhere. Wendy reclined her seat and she was punched for trying to be comfortable, but she stayed reclined anyway. Maybe God, what, what happens when your comfort zone becomes uncomfortable? What do you do then when, when what's supposed to be comfortable becomes uncomfortable? Do you go back and try to make your situation fit into the discomfort or do you what? I'm confused. I lost my own word. This is what I'm saying. There's a word somewhere in there. Adia says, let's not rescue the airlines. There is not enough space. They're getting greedy with the money. Ashley says, not him. I got permission when I paid for my ticket. They shouldn't have that reclining function in the seat asking permission. Let me tell you how y'all need to take them buttons off the seat. Next time y'all go, just tell them to take the seats off. But I do think that there is something to be said about Wendy Williams for not punching him back, huh? And secondly, for just staying reclined and videoing. There's got to be something there. If I dug a little bit deeper, I think maybe the word is stuck in my sinuses because I'm congested. But I do think there is something to be said about someone. Someone staying reclined, even when it gets uncomfortable. 
Mm, there's somebody out here right now and what was supposed to be comfortable has become uncomfortable. And now you want to try and adjust your position to make it comfortable for you again. No, not even comfortable for you. Comfortable for the people around you. There it is. It's beginning to marinate. My sinuses are clearing. What's happening is you want to adjust your position to make others comfortable. You want to put their comfort in front of your comfort. But I hear God saying, even when it makes people uncomfortable, you stay reclined now. What y'all going to do with that word? Catania Sowell says, that's a no rescue for me. There's no reason to punch the seat at all. There, there's, you're right. You're right. I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. Tiffany Smith says he should have went first class. Should have. Sarah Mai says, I paid $1,300 for a flight, and the lady behind me asked me to put my seat up. Nope. Sit somewhere else. She said, if someone, can I ask y'all, where do you all get that level of confidence? If I am sitting somewhere and someone asked me to put my seat up, would I say, no, I'm a punk. I would probably put my seat up. Blame it on me. It's po- I, I would put my seat up, though. I'm not going to lie. Deborah Wright said on YouTube, hi, Pastor Mom. Her character speaks for herself. Hey, child. Kiana says he could have handled that differently, and so she. At the end of the day, the jackhole <laughs> shouldn't have used that type of force. Okay, so we're not going to rescue him. He knows better but didn't do better, okay? He does. But it be tight. Sometimes you be in tight positions. Maybe he fought for his comfort. Huh? I don't know. What say ye? Carol Watkins says, hey, Auntie Pastor Sarah. Hey, all of them things. Janine says, child, don't make me shout off that word. It's, I'm trying to tell y'all it's a word somewhere, okay? So I think that we are going to not cancel Ashley Harper says, send the jet for sis for getting her seat punched and not turning around. What we're going to do instead, you know what? You're right, Ashley. We're going to rescue Wendy Williams. Because Wendy Williams displayed the type of courage and um, respect and uh, self-control, the fruit of the spirit, if you will, that we aspire to have in our everyday walk. Because I'm not sure that all you would have got was videotaped, but she called him a jackhole and she videotaped him and that's it, okay? Hopefully American Airlines has uh, reached out to fix that. Leslie Ashley on YouTube says, what's the point of paying if you can't do it? I, Because it ain't no room. It really comes down to whether or not we're going to be considerate or not. Lisa Hambrick says, what would Jesus do? She brings up an excellent point. What would Jesus do in that situation? Would Jesus recline his seat or would he put his seat back up? Huh? What would your Jesus do? The God that I serve has a private jet. He's not even, I don't even know that he's sitting up here. You know what? The God that I serve. He walks on the clouds. There's no need for him to even be transported in this way. So I can't even put Jesus, I can't put no limits on what my God can do. My The, the God that I serve would extend the plane so that there was room enough for all of us to recline. That's the God that I serve. I, will, I don't even want to put him in the restrictions of this thing, okay? Dion says, Wendy gets my Hail Mary boy. You're right. We need to go on and do this, Okay. How about this? Teddy Jackson says, happy I caught you live. Hey, child, how you doing? Aisha said Jesus would teleport. I know. That's what I'm saying. Shannon Johnson says he should have bought a seat with plenty of leg room. Natalie says Jesus would have bought a better ticket. I have to agree. So, listen, I guess we not re- we're going to rescue Wendy from the hands of the enemy, from the snare that he tried to trap her in, but she got out. And um, we're going to just move past that. Okay? How about that? 
Airline passengers not going to be rescued. Shaka Khan, we rescued Shaka Khan. I don't care what you all say about that. Um, next, you all, I'm concerned because I don't feel like I'm in touch with what's happening in the world. This next rescue, I submitted myself. This, this didn't come from anybody else. It came from me because it made me realize that I'm missing out on something that evidently people are doing that I'm not okay with. Uh, did you all know that KFC and the Crocs have a partnership? The Crocs, like shoes. Yeah, KFC, let me read it to you. Crocs. The footwear company and frequent collaborator with unusual artists and brands has joined forces with KFC, the fast food company that does the same, for a perfect match. What 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 do chicken and shoes have to do with each other? Hold on, I hold on, I'm finna tell you. The two brands teamed up to create the KFC slash Crocs Bucket Clog, a limited edition shoe covered in a fried chicken print. Combining the unmistakable look of our world-famous fried chicken and signature KFC bucket with the unparalleled comfort and style of Crocs, these shoes are what fried chicken footwear dreams are made of. Can I ask you all a question? Who's having fried chicken footwear dreams? Do what, where, how, what world... Who is dreaming of fried chicken shoes? Now, should... Is it, I can, I've dreamed of fried chicken. I'm not going to lie. I was dreaming of fried chicken last night. I thought to him, I woke up this morning thinking about chicken, but I was not thinking to myself, I want to put fried chicken on my feet and KFC can y'all, I can't rescue unless you all can convince me of a reason why we should rescue them, why we should take the air that God put in our lungs and blow up some floaties or gas up a jet to go and get them. I don't see us rescuing them because who was walking around with chicken shoes? And did you know that some of them, yes, this, this is the part that I read that really concerned me. They said the uniquely designed shoe has the iconic KFC red stripe bucket on the base of the croc and come with two attachable charms that could be easily mistaken for the real deal. They look and smell like fried chicken. What? Kena Peebles on YouTube says, I promise I work with somebody that would wear them. Kena, you need to submit them to HR. Anybody that will wear fried chicken on their feet cannot be trusted. Kena, I'm telling you right now, I will sign off on the HR slip that we need to send, but we need we need to send them. I in Young says rescue them because they've lost their mind. Why would we? I don't know. Alicia Williams says let them drown those shoes. No shoes and no rescue. Leslie says this is crazy. When I say this is crazy, who? The CMO of KFC said that these shoes are what fried chicken footwear dreams are made of. Who has fried chicken footwear dreams? There's a whole group of people somewhere who are dreaming of fried chicken, and we need to know who and where they are because we cannot associate with you all fried chicken footwears. How? It's not right. Olivia Olive says, maybe we'll get some free free Crocs with a meal deal. Susanna says, I love your per Oh, hey, child. She said, I love your personality. Sydney says, the only KFC I'm willing to rescue is the one in Kingston, Jamaica. All right. Otherwise, drown. It's 
I just, fried chicken shoes, it's, you're taking me so fast. Brit Artist Johnson on Facebook said, fried chicken shoes, the pigeons in New York would be attacked. Can you imagine what would happen to you if you was walking around with fried chicken shoes on and, and a pigeons and rats and things walk by and see them shoes? First of all, do you want your feet to smell like chicken? That's not sexy. This is the month of love. Valentine's Day was this weekend. Who is out here wanting their feet to smell like chicken? That is not the move my dude and I just want y'all to like totally cancel this idea I would like to not rescue Reva Hall says that perhaps they're walking by faith perhaps they are walking by faith Aisha Brown on Facebook says there is a whole team that thought this was a good idea can the saints pray There's, that's what I'm saying that somebody got together and said you know what we should do we should make fried chicken shoes, and I don't. Okay, are we rescuing? No rescue. Tamla Holmes says, "I wish I would walk around smelling like chicken feet." LOL. I do not even eat chicken with bones. You don't eat chicken with bones, Tamla. We gonna talk to you later. It ain't nothing wrong with having bones if you don't eat, if you don't eat chicken. That's one thing. But what's wrong with eating chicken with bones? Nothing is wrong with that. Your ancestors, my ancestors, ate chicken on bones. I tell you what, Tiana's brought up an interesting point. She said Chick-fil-A would never, and I don't see a lie anywhere. Chick-fil-A would never have. And, and let me tell you something. If Chick-fil-A did it, Chick-fil-A knows the Lord so much that I would consider actually wearing chicken shoes if Chick-fil-A did something with Crocs. Because I would say they must know something about what God is going to do in this season that I'm not aware of yet. But KFC is open on Sunday. If your chicken spot is open on Sunday, you cannot trust them to be in charge of how you walk in this world. Did you hear what I said? I, I hate to keep bringing these words, but it's just flowing like a river, if you will. You can't trust your chicken place if it's open on Sunday. There's only one chicken place to trust and if they start selling shoes you got to trust them because they hear they took time to hear maybe KFC needs to start closing on Sunday because they're not hearing when you when you have a sabbatical and you take some time down to hear from the Lord that he helps you to decipher from these ideas I feel another word coming this is for somebody I don't know who you are but just because you had the idea doesn't need to mean the idea needs to be manifested okay just because you have an idea doesn't mean not every idea is profitable. I'm sure there's a scripture somewhere in Proverbs that speaks to that. Find it. Read the whole Bible. You'll find it. Not every idea needs to come to fruition. Lisa Hambrick on YouTube says, no rescue. Dogs coming out everywhere. I need my feet. I have much work to do for God. You better. It's a church somewhere right now. Somebody's praising him with chicken crocs on. Amanda McIntyre says, everyone talks about Chick-fil-A and Popeye's. They are trying to get into the noise. That's what it is. It's a marketing ploy. Natasha says, this is a problem. KFC is trying it all the way. And the answer is no. Casey Anthony says, this one of the crazy things, no rescues. It's my birthday today. No chicken shoes for me. Happy birthday, Casey. Thank you for spending it with the delegation. De'Ara says Chick-fil-A would never. When I say never, I mean absolutely not, okay? So the answer is no. We've all decided. We all came together, and the answer is absolutely not, okay? How about that? So we're not rescuing KFC. We are... Rescuing Shaka Khan. We're not rescuing the airline passenger. I have one more rescue for you all. 
And I really don't know what to think about this. I'm trying to be woke in this season of my life, and I'm trying to be a Christian feminist in this season of my life. And But I saw this story, and for some reason, I, I was bamboozled. I didn't know what to think, okay? I'm going to read this to you. There's a new trend happening, and who knew, but it's a new thing that on Valentine's Day, not only is this a season of love where people are often proposed to, but women are taking the initiative and in proposing to men. Marriage proposals are always popular on Valentine's Day, but it's not just men getting down on one knee. Sarah Sica and Ramiro Flores are both teachers. When they first met at a school in 2014, they got a course in chemistry. We saw each other across the room and we both felt something, Sarah said. After dating a few years, Ramiro proposed, Sarah accepted. That's usually the end of the engagement story, but a year later, Sarah got down on one knee and asked Ramiro to marry her. And it was crazy because we were already engaged. I'm confused, but that's all right. But I was so nervous, she said, to do it. Just thinking about what I'd say to him, I was like, is he going to say yes, Sarah said. Ramiro added, it was perfect. I can't even describe the emotions I felt and still do. Sarah even surprised him with an engagement ring that matched the one he had given her. It felt like my way of reaffirming that I wasn't just passively saying yes to his proposal, that I like truly was committed to him. Sarah isn't alone. Skier Lindsay Vaughn made headlines on Christmas when she asked her fiance to marry her. A 2018 report from Pinterest found the number of people searching for women proposing to men ideas skyrocketed 336% from the year before. Are y'all out here proposing to your mans? Are y'all delegation? This is, can we all come together? Come in close, closer. Turn the volume up. Are y'all out here proposing to your mans? Y'all, we didn't talk about this. Usually before the delegation does stuff, we talk about it. Can someone tell me what? Okay, now there's a part of me that says, you know what? Women empowerment, rah, rah. You know what I mean? Upset the norms. We don't have to live like this. There's a part of me that wants to go with y'all. I just can't yet. I don't know what's happening. Can someone help me? Um... Daniel Nicole says, call me traditional, call me old school, call me whatever. It's a no. Thrifty Mom says, nope. It's Everyone is saying no, no, no. Um, Kay Lovely says, again, I'll pass. Marquita says, I'll stay single. Shirai says, no ma'am, no Pam. That's old school. Y'all don't know nothing about that. Alicia Williams says, the word says that he who finds a wife, not the other way around. Kanisha says, yeah, women empowerment, of course, but I ain't proposing to no man. First, I... I don't see it happening for me. Well, I, I'm, I'm in this thing. It ain't nothing I can do. So this is for y'all. My, I'm trying to help. Can y'all, what? Are we getting down on one knee and proposing to a man? Why are we doing that if we are? I need someone to help me. Is there anyone amongst us? Maybe you're listening to the podcast you didn't get to get on live. Can you email us at info at womanevolve.com and tell us what it is that we're missing? We want to be we want to be woke. We want to I want to rescue. But right now I don't have anything to help me rescue. 
Shalaya Higgs says they're on a whole other level doing too much. Soretta says rescue her. Clearly she needs to be a part of this sisterhood so we can tell her what she's out here looking like. Cause all right. Teddy says when it's due time, my husband will find me his good thing and lock it down. Lily says when I have a proposal, I want it to be my man proposing to me. So no sis. Diamond Jones Hines says who? These knees can't take it. I'm unqualified based off that alone. First of all, we don't have Meg the Stallion knees so we can't even get down on one knee to propose to you like that okay these knees not even they these knees stopped twerking when we got saved they don't even go down like the way that they used to go down when we was out here living in the world so these knees not even set up to go down for proposals and stuff like that no more you gonna have to you gonna have to drop down on one knee these knees don't do it like that and it says you says traditionally nope but he already proposed right but definitely not getting down on knee now I'm not gonna lie I am confused as to why we proposing and we've been proposed to this sound like a wedding this sound like a wedding to me you now we didn't exchange rings we married because if you propose and then I propose we married that's what marriage is right she talking about she didn't know what he was gonna say girl he was gonna say yes because he proposed to you what what I don't even understand Charge Monet says, I'll pass this. No Meg needs. No Meg needs. Jess smiles. Jessica Hunt says, I'm not blackening my knees. First of all, what you all need to know, I don't know if white white people, can y'all email me, Spanish people, everybody who not black. You know, some of our kneecaps and elbows is dark. And if we get down on the knees, our grandmother already told us that they're going to be blacker. And so we can't even, the way our exfoliation is set up, we can't even get down on, it's so many reasons why we can't get down on one knee to propose to these men out here okay so somebody help us somewhere christine coleman says nope i don't understand that's she said that didn't she needs help reach out and rescue her for help's sake okay so i it ain't happening i don't see anybody Lily Maxwell says, girl, you know you got bad knees when you hear a crack sound when you're squatting. That's when your knees say child. When your knees start cracking, they say child. Now, you know you tried it, okay? The way these knees are set up, she cannot get down and propose. Okay, so... How about that? Miss Ross says women empowerment is possibly shooting your shot, sliding in the DM, showing you're interested, not proposing. This is blasphemy. Can we take baby steps? Now, let me tell you. I asked my husband... To take me to dinner. Now, before y'all get to writing your letters and stuff, let me say this. My husband was talking to me all throughout a church service. I was trying to mind my business. He was talking to me, making small talk on the side. I knew I was going to be in his city. And I said, listen, I'm coming to L.A. and you're going to take me to dinner. Because that, that way you can get all of this talking out. And now we're married. Okay, that was me shooting my shot. First of all, I knew it was a sure thing. I wasn't putting myself out there necessarily because he had already been talking to me. What I'm saying is this, that that was a baby step for me. And once I did that and we went out to dinner... Everything else was on him. I didn't pay for the dinner. He picked me up. Like, I had one of them real... Can I tell y'all something? Let me tell y'all real quick. Nobody asked, but here I am. You know what I love so much? Let me tell you about God restoring the years. Because, you know, your girl was out here doing the things. Got caught up. Got heartbroken. Got down to nothing. God saved me, rescued me. Hallelujah. But let me tell you how he gave me that first date experience. You know how when you're young and you want to have that first date... And you want the person to pick you up and they open the door and go to the restaurant. Because now people out here, they serial killers and we don't even know. You meet them on Craigslist. You can't, don't pick me up. I'll meet you at the restaurant. I know, right? God set it up in such a way that I was able to have a first date experience. And, and I just love him for that. I'm not 
really sure how we got there. Oh, the, how we got there is this, though, is that once I shot my shot, he it was on him to make all of the other free throws and all of the other three-pointers, okay? I didn't have no more responsibility after that. And what I want y'all to do is not do everything, okay? Baby steps into this and, and no proposals, not yet. God don't want that for us yet, okay? Letitia says, finally catching a live. It's been a minute. Hey, best friend and pastor SJR and delegation. What's up? Shanika McNeil says, shoot your shot when it's a sure thing, huh? Huh? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to shoot your shot when you know, when you didn't had, you know, when your arm, y'all watch Love and Basketball, when you, when it just roll off and you know where it's going to land. Okay. How about that? Okay. Jessica Hunt says, I'm scared to date. I know, child. I know. I know. Everybody is. Everybody is. We, we're going to talk about that in the advice section. Everybody's scared today. You know what? You got to do with that fear, though. You got to get rid of that fear. Fear is, God, there is no perfect love. There is no fear in perfect love, okay? Because perfect love casts out fear. That's what the word says, okay? And if you find yourself being afraid to love, afraid to open up, afraid to even be um, transparent and vulnerable with someone else, it's probably because at some point you experienced rejection, maybe you experienced hurt. And I want to encourage you to not just allow those feelings to live down on the inside of you. I want to challenge you to get the help and resources you need. And that's why this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Oh, yes, it just happened to you. BetterHelp is all the help that you need to help you sort through those feelings and emotions that plague all of us when we realize that we've gone through some some challenges. BetterHelp has licensed professionals that are on standby to help you work through anything, depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma, sleeping, anger, whatever you're facing, BetterHelp can help you. And best of all, it's truly affordable. One of the things that I love about BetterHelp, besides the fact that my good friend, Dr. Anita, was one of the licensed therapists on there, is that they have financial aid available for those who qualify. One of the reasons why we don't get help beyond the stigma in the mental health community in the black community or any community about mental health, there's also also this notion that we can't afford it. Oh, I can't afford it. I can't afford to get the help you need. Well, they have financial aid and they're actually very affordable. So Women Evolve listeners are getting 10% off your first month with betterhelp.com. The discount code is EVOLVE. That is E-V-O-L-V-E. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash EVOLVE. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with the counselor you'll love that's betterhelp.com slash evolve okay how about that that's what y'all can do okay and that'll help us with these fears about dating and stuff okay because ain't nobody got time ain't nobody got time for that okay you've been through too much okay get better help somebody let, let me tell you agnes hernandez says get better help before you propose this sis we want you to get some better help because we we heard we heard we heard about what's happening out here, and we we can't do it, okay? All right, listen. So BetterHelp is one of our sponsors today, but now it's time for us to get into Hail Mary. Hail Mary is that time of the week where we take a minute and just acknowledge people who are out here doing great things in the world, in the community, in the culture. I love Hail Mary because it's an opportunity for us to celebrate incredible things that are happening. I just want to throw this out here um, as a Hail Joseph because I thought that it was pretty dope that Snoop Dogg apologized publicly, the same place where he defamed and um, aggressively criticized Gail King. 
he also also apologized, which I think is great because sometimes people talk behind your back or people do things publicly, but when it's time for them to fix it, they try to fix it privately. The same place where you dragged me, the same place where you tried to make a fool out of me is the same place you need to go and fix it, and Snoop Dogg owned up to that. Gail King says she accepts Snoop Dogg's apology, and the CBS anchor says she's sorry that her interview last week added to the pain of people grieving over Kobe Bryant's death. The rapper had posted a profane, threatening video directed toward King last week following her interview with WNBA star Lisa Leslie. He was mad King had asked Leslie in the wake of Brian's death in a helicopter crash whether a 2003 sexual abuse allegation damaged the former Los Angeles Lakers legacy. While others shared his anger, Snoop Dogg was criticized for the ugliness of his threat. He posted an apology on Instagram saying, when you're wrong, you got to fix it. And Gail King also says, I accept the apology and understand the raw emotions caused by this tragic loss. So I think that that was worthy of, you know, a hell Joseph. <sighs> because sometimes the folks try it and then they don't try to fix it. And I think that he had raw emotions. He had a valid point on why he was upset. But sometimes... When you're angry, you don't communicate in a way that is respectful. It's just pure emotion. And this is helpful for us. You had to take that emotion and put some wisdom on it. Look at it from different angles. What type of standard is this going to set? And I think that he did that. Um, Les Terry says, hmm, I don't know if Snoop Dogg could be a hell Joseph. For apologizing, honey, let me tell you, maybe it's just me. Because, honey, apologizing is not always easy especially when you got people gassing you up but y'all's wrong if y'all say I'm wrong I take that because I'm, I'm learning to be wrong and to apologize Calvin Latasha Wright says she was wrong too on a on uh cool on a cool you're right you're right she threw a little on a cool I get you I'm with you I think it's something to Laura says it takes a true man to apologize publicly and own up Jasmine Hill says, hey, sissy, his, his emotions were raw, and I made a mistake and almost said the same thing to the Department of Education. The emotion was raw. Well, thank you, Jasmine, for not doing that. I, I think there's something to apologizing in the same place you messed up. Jesus said, Uncle Snoop really did the right thing. I agree. Latifah says, I applaud him because he realized that he spoke from a hurt place and while the world watched. Mari says, people don't apologize that easy nowadays. Shabria says, Snoop went in, glad he publicly apologized. Yeah, I thought that that was dope. So I gave him a hell, Joseph. I'm giving another hell, Joseph, to LeBron James. LeBron James Foundation is sending almost 200 students to college, to, to college tuition-free at Kent State University. 193 students from LeBron James I Promise School were told that they would have all four years of their schooling paid for, along with one year free of room and board. The students will have to maintain a good standing by attending class, getting good grades, and volunteering in the community. So... That's another thing that I thought was super, super dope because a lot of times you're, uh, we create these opportunities through charter schools or academies where students are able to get education, but then when it's time to go to college, sometimes they don't have the resources or tools that they need, and I thought for him to go ahead and take care of that was something that was really dope and honorable. So I definitely want to give a hail, Joseph, to him for that. Star says, that's amazing. Tempest Smith says, LeBron is amazing. India Bryant said, yes, LeBron. And Trail said, awesome. Indeed, indeed. Um, Armel says, oh, she's talking about Snoop. It takes a great person to recognize they're wrong and try to fix what they did. Thumbs up to Snoop. Totally agree. So, yes, we giving 
thumbs up to LeBron James. And then my last Hail Mary is for Janaea Sky. Um, if you're on the internet like I am, then you know that Janaea Sky is a dancer, a stripper who went viral after falling from a 15-foot pole. I don't know if you guys seen this video, but it's it looks incredibly painful but she went viral after falling from a 15-foot pole but she's optimistic about the unfortunate situation this is kind of where the Hail Mary comes in on Friday Janae Sky sat down with Wendy Williams to discuss the incident Janae's appearance on the show followed her surgery so her mouth was wired shut still she channeled her inner Kanye West to explain how she felt about the incident through the wires no I'm done Sky said when asked if she would go back to dancing at the club's um, at the club where she ended up falling. She says, I'm taking this as a blessing. I've been praying to get out of, the, out of this strip club for a very long time. So let me tell you something. The fact that she took her fall as a blessing, I thought was something worthy. My husband actually preached about this. You guys should watch the message from the Potter's House at 1 LA on Sunday. But I told him when he saw the story, I was like, yeah, I'm definitely putting her on the podcast because she's been looking for a sign that she needed to get out. She's been praying. And that was a sign if ever there was one. And I think that there is one thing like now she's probably popular and there's, you know, maybe something that could there's an argument that could be said that maybe she went back to dancing, that she would be have even more of a following or something. But instead, she took that sign, and she is not going back to dancing. God be giving us signs sometimes. Some of y'all been praying that God would give you a sign, and y'all done dropped off a of pole and got back on the pole. And what I'm saying is my girl took the sign and did exactly what she said she was going to do. And so hopefully um, she's able. I know Wendy Williams gave her $10,000 towards her becoming, I think it's an esthetician she wanted to become or cosmetology school. I can't remember. But I thought that was really dope. So big ups to you from the delegation. Um, girl uploads this child. I'm so glad you got out of that mess. Sometimes God will bring the storm so you can learn today. Indeed, Cicely Sigmund says he did it and was an awesome message and the revelation that came from you guys got to check out that message. It's really, really good. Kimberly Williams says she has a great testimony, but it was a bad fall, but a great one too. It was a terrible fall. First of all, when I first watched the video, I didn't realize she was at the top of the pole. She, it was just and then she fell, and then I had to watch it again. And she tried to dance a little bit afterwards, but child, it was too much. Nicole Jones says, I saw the video. I'm praying for her. I pray she doesn't go back to her occupation. I hate it took her being injured to leave, but look at God. Now she can further her education, a blessing in disguise. Yeah, it's an esthetician. She wants to be an esthetician. So hopefully she can help us get our skin together, okay? She can help some of us who want to look like we're ready to get on the pole but don't want to get on pole because, you know, that is real out here. And so um, if you're listening, Janae Sky, help us come out with a fitness video. Come out with a fitness something to help us get these love handles together, okay? Because... Ain't nobody got time for that. <sighs> but until she comes out with that fitness app, I've got something that can help you get your fat under attack. huh? Get your health to wealth. Did you see what I'm saying? And that's Noom. This podcast is also brought to you by our sponsors over at Noom. They teach you the psychology behind the decisions you make and then help you keep track of everything from workouts and steps to analyzing your diet and recommending healthy recipes. 
I thoroughly enjoyed taking the Noom quiz and getting down to the why for my lifestyle change. Noom is not a diet. It's a healthy and easy to stick to way of life. Noom doesn't tell you what to do and what not to do. It teaches you how to look inside your own mind and make their better and make better decisions for yourself. If your metabolism had the Holy Ghost, it would be Noom. You see what I just did there? It helps you to understand why you do what you do and get you to do the right thing. That's the Holy Ghost for your metabolism. And I want you guys to try Noom because there's nothing like another diet plan, another thing to follow, another thing that restricts you. Instead, Noom helps you to literally change your life, not just have this temporary diet. And our listeners are getting... A discount, you don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at Noom. That is N-O-O-M dot com slash evolve. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom dot com slash evolve to start your trial today. Tasia Monet says, um, LOL, I love how you do your plugins. Girl, I be trying. Joyous Brown says, come through with the smooth transition. Y'all better ask about me. Kimberly Smith says, LOL, Holy Ghost for your metabolism. I'm just saying it's going to help you understand why you do what you do and help you to do something better, okay? Brilliantly bankable Lakeisha Mallet says, Noom is a great company. It is. I literally, I took the quiz and I really, really enjoyed taking the quiz because it helps you to understand like why, it keeps asking you why, but like, why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do this until you can get the heart of it? And when you understand the why, it's easier to do the what, okay? So Noom, you know what time it is? It's the advice questions. It's time for us to get into our sister's business. Here at the delegation, we mind our business, except for one day out of the week, we mind the business of the women who are part of the delegation. They send us questions. You too can send us questions, info at womanevolve.com, or you can slide into my DMs on Instagram. When you guys send us these questions, we try to sort through as many as we can to fit them into the podcast. I'm going to read one that came in to me on my DMs. It says, hi, Pastor Sarah, I've wanted to ask you for your counsel on something for a moment now. So here I am today. I'm a 28-year-old single woman. I've never dated ever, even before Jesus snatched me up out of my sin. Come on, Jesus snatching. I knew I had a lot of fear and brokenness to heal from, and I believe I have. I've also tried to pray away the desire for marriage, but it doesn't go away. My heart still desires a romantic relationship. Well, on one hand, I'm excited to see what that would be like, but lately I've been feeling too I've been feeling so scared of the reality of it all, just scared of what I don't know exactly. How do I navigate those feelings? Hey, sis, one of the things that you said that really stood out to me is that you've been praying that God would take the desire for marriage out of your heart. I don't think that's necessarily the answer. A lot of times as single women, I feel like there's like so many different messages on like you should just be whole and and content by yourself. And also like marriage doesn't define you, but you should also be preparing for your husband. And I think that you need to be in tune enough with yourself to like really know what is your truth. Don't allow what other people think your single journey should look like to be projected upon you. So I think to be a single woman who hasn't been in a relationship, but to still desire to have the right type of healthy relationship. There's nothing wrong with that if that's your truth. I don't think that you should should be praying that God would take the desire away from your heart because that desire is beautiful that you want to share your life with someone, but that someone doesn't mean just any random person, right? So you got to qualify what it is that you want. You don't want to just be in a marriage. You don't want to just be in a relationship. You want to have a healthy, whole companion 
someone who loves God, someone who sees you the way that God sees you and can help you to grow and transform into the person that God has called you to be while you do the same for them. So I think it's one thing to say, I want a relationship, but I think to become even more intentional about what type of relationship you want so that you're not so open to anything that you end up settling for something that doesn't really help you grow. But there's no reason for you to be trying to pray away the desire to get married. If that's something that you legitimately desire, as long as you understand that getting married has nothing to do with your worth or your value, you're not more of a woman or less of a woman because you're married or haven't had those experiences. And when you really understand that, I think that you're going to be able to have the type of relationship that is worthy of who you are. So I'm going to see what the delegation says, though. Carol Davis says, I want marriage. I love love. Love is beautiful. Lord, don't take my desire away. No time to qualify our relationships. Sinesia Hardin says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Jane Belcher says, wait for God to send you an Ephesian 5 man of God meet for you, made for you, I think is what she meant. Vanessa says, we need a healthy and whole companion so you can have a healthy and whole marriage. Indeed. Coach Serena says, know my truth. That's great advice. You got to know what is true for you. And then there are some women who like don't want to be in a relationship at all, but feel like because they're supposed to be in a relationship that they're supposed to have that desire. But if you are content by yourself, you enjoy spending time with yourself, your girlfriends, you like traveling, you don't necessarily have a desire to be checking in with anyone or helping anyone through their process, like that's fine too. There is no perfect ideal way of life for every single person. I think God meets you where you are, that you have your unique journey and you're able to walk that out in a way that feels authentic to who you are but don't don't try and pray away something that God is perhaps placed in your heart Lexi Smith says another instance there is that my counseling through the Catholic Church that is and was the source for our Savior to I missed it Lexi, but I love you with the love of the Lord. I, I miss what you're talking about there. Call me back. Jessica Stout says, I want someone that will get lit for Jesus with me. Come on, Jessica. Come on, get lit with get lit for Jesus. I'm here for it. Laveau Callie says, I'm alone, not lonely. Let God use us as single women. Sophia says, I didn't want marriage because of the examples in my life growing up, but randomly and recently I've been praying for my husband. Sophia, that's such an incredible point because, like I said, there are a lot of people who don't want to be in a relationship, and that's authentic to them their whole version of themselves. But then there are other people who have been through toxic relationships. They've been through trauma and they don't want to give themselves away. They don't trust love. They don't trust that they can open up their lives to someone else. And so they've made a decision out of fear and out of brokenness to not be in a relationship. And I would challenge that. I would challenge you to come to a place of wholeness where you really kind of go through those traumas that you have experienced and then decide the vision that you have for your life. Because the truth is that brokenness has a vision for our life and wholeness. Wholeness is what God sees for us, has a vision for our life. And our goal, even though we often live in our brokenness, is to start reaching towards that whole vision that God had when he formed us in our mother's womb. And when we start making decisions from our brokenness, especially permanent decisions, like I don't want to have children. Perhaps we don't want to have children because brokenness made us feel like our mother wasn't there for us and we can't be there for someone else. I don't want to start a business. Maybe we feel that way because we've never seen anyone in our family do it before and someone said that it wasn't possible for us. Whatever it is that brokenness has told you, you can't build your life on what brokenness says because it will only produce more brokenness. It will only produce more pain. Now, wholeness requires vulnerability. It means that you may have to have a few 
lessons that you learn along the way before you're set up to really live in that joy and purpose that you're striving for. But you have to know that when you start reaching for wholeness, that there is a harvest connected to it. In spite of the pain that you experience, in spite of the disappointment that you may experience, there's always a lesson, there's always wisdom, and there's always reason to get up and try again. So my advice is that Sophia should read Wholeness by P.T. Tote. Totally agree. Wholeness by my husband, Teray Roberts, is one of my favorite books and one that really makes you dig inside your soul. I feel like I was like the test audience for wholeness because as he was writing the book, you know, we had to qualify our own wholeness and he would ask me questions that made me dig within myself. And now I've become more confident. Now, Someone asked me the other day, like, how would I define wholeness? And for me, wholeness doesn't mean that you have everything together, but it does mean that you have a full perspective on your strengths and weaknesses, that you are defined by neither, that you understand that they are all a totality of who you are and that you're actively working to make sure that you're filling in the holes, the spaces, the weaknesses that make us live up to the less, the least version of who we are. That may mean through apologizing, that may mean through humbling our ourselves and connecting with others, being vulnerable, but not allowing ourselves to be defined by either spectrum of who we are. It's really important. Jessica Stout says, I love that book. She's read wholeness. It is the plug. Uh, let's see what else the delegation is saying over here on YouTube for the first time in the building. Lexi Smith says, oops, shout out. Seeing Stedman there and said, oh, all right, there we go again with stuff. I don't know what, all right. Mandy Kane says, wholeness is an amazing book. I totally agree. Okay, so my next question, it says, hey, sis, I need parenting advice. I've lived a homosexual lifestyle for many years before my child could speak. God has changed my life completely around in three years for his glory. Now my husband says he wants two wives and, and, and is using scriptures to explain why it's okay. We have a four-year-old daughter, Abigail, who shares a great relationship with her father. If this becomes real, we need to get divorced, and I want to move back home to Virginia. I don't want her to grow up without her father, so I'm torn. Do I stay here for their relationship, or do I leave pulling her away from her father to create a new life with my family what do you suggest for me and what did you do with your children they say when you give an inch they take a mile this lifestyle he's trying to introduce is beyond the old me and not healthy for my child I'm willing to take this L to live my best life I know I need to pray for direction and for what's best for my little one let me tell you sis I, I think you're right that if he wants to have enough he wants to have two wives that he needs to look for two wives because one of them will be gone um, I, I want to encourage you all I don't know if you have you know had counseling if there's any other option that you can go through before considering divorce to understand where this desire has come from and what it is that he feels is going to add to his life I don't know but if it comes down to it and you guys decide that you're definitely going to get divorced I think that one of the best things that you can do is to really be in an environment that is going to facilitate wholeness for you and your daughter. It sounds like you've made some transitions in your life that you feel like you're at a place where you've really grown. And in order for you to honor that and continue to grow in a direction that feels healthy for you and your daughter, I would suggest that you, if that means going back to Virginia, that you begin to set up your life to move in that direction. I think there are some legal implications that cannot be ignored. A lot of times we go through divorces or we go through these child custody issues and we kind of have verbal agreements and we don't want to get anything said in law I really do not suggest that you go that route I think that you guys need to really begin to legally look at what some of the options are you 
you moving her to Virginia doesn't mean that he won't be able to be in her life. You don't indicate here where you live, but I want to suggest that you start planning in advance how he's going to be able to facilitate his relationship with his daughter should you decide to move to Virginia, whether that's through FaceTime, monthly visits, whatever that looks like. You have to determine what it is that you're going to need, what she's going to need, and how we can facilitate that through this transition. But I totally agree with you that you want to be in a place where you feel safe, where you can heal divorce, no matter whose fault it is, is hard on everyone. It was hard on me. I was justified biblically in me getting a divorce, but it was still a difficult transition for me and my children. I didn't have to make this decision about moving because the uh, father of my child had already moved. So I was kind of like, okay, well, he's moved, so I'm going to move. But what we did set up in our custody agreement allowed for there to be visitation um, should he, you know, decide to come and visit we set it up how it would work for him being out of state he hasn't used any of those things but I think that comes down to that person's role and their responsibility in showing up but um, I think there's a fine line between facilitating an opportunity for him to have an, a relationship with his child and then hindering your life so that he can have a relationship with his child and only you can have the the type of insight that is necessary for you to make that decision that's me I'm going to see what the delegation says. Sherelle says, so he think he the new Solomon. First of all, Sherelle, I love you. I want to go to lunch with you. You seem like a stand-up individual. Yeah, he think he's Solomon, child. Uh, let's see what they're saying on YouTube. Coach says, keep praying for him. That's what I should have done after my divorce. God can help their relationship and him. Tatiana Patterson says, I heard Virginia is beautiful this time of year because I think not. First of all, the delegation is amazing. I heard Virginia is beautiful. I heard the leaves are coming back on the trees and that the snow is coming up. Okay, how about that? India Bryant says, divorce is very hard, but in God you can get through it and be healed and whole for sure. Shannon, level up with Shannon says, using Bible scriptures to justify it, child, take the L. Missouri Smith says, hey, Sarah, wanted to know how to transition mentally after a divorce and God calling you to purpose how do you overcome feeling the blues if, even when you don't want to that's a, a great question I'll answer it on next week's podcast because it's kind of layered I'm going to copy and paste that right now okay so yeah uh Charmaine Burrow says ain't nobody got time for that and she's never lied Tom Brown says well Y'all ain't trying to send this into the handmaid's tent there ain't no time for no handmaid's tale um so how about that sounds like it ain't happening like that Daniel Pierce says I'm with you he'd have one wife I'd be gone Calvin Latasha Wright says he reading that Corona book what is Corona book let me head to Google because the delegation is talking about some stuff I don't know all right listen sis when you go to Virginia I want you to start well if you go I don't know what God's going to lay on your heart after you've gone through counseling and done all of the things that you're supposed to do before making a life decision but if you go back to Virginia you start setting up your life and you decide that you want to have an online store or you decide that you want to have some type of business you want to sell t-shirts you want to sell perfume you want to sell coffee mugs you want to sell water bottles guess what you need to use you need to use ship station ship station is what we use at woman evolving it is a lifesaver. If you're like me and you're an online store owner, there's only one way for you to really be connecting with your customers, and that's through ShipStation. Ha. All right, ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. No matter where you're selling, Amazon, Etsy, your own website, ShipStation brings
brings all your orders into one simple interface. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, UPS, even Amazon Fulfillment, so you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customers. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice for online retailers. And right now, Woman Evolve with Sarah Jakes Roberts listeners can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use code EVOLVE. There's absolutely no risk. You can just start your free trial without even entering your credit card info. Now, y'all know that's a blessing to start a free trial without credit card info because you know how they get you. They say that it's a free trial. Then you put in your credit card info because they wait on you to forget that it was a free trial. ShipStation is not out here selling that, selling like that. ShipStation says don't enter in your credit card information. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Evolve. That's ShipStation.com, again, code Evolve, and make ship happen. They tried it. They tried it. They tried it with that one, but they didn't win because I don't say the other one, so they couldn't even get me. Come on, Holy Ghost. All right, how about that? Um, all right, it's snack time in the sanctuary. Come on, Holy Ghost. We done made it through this podcast. Your girl is nasally. My sinuses is all congesturated, but God is faithful, and he still sits on the throne, and we just want to thank him. Secondly, we're on YouTube today. This is the first time we've been fancy this week. Come on, YouTube. Been in the building, okay? So now those of you who have decided that you're not going to get on Facebook, now you have another option. It's on YouTube. Come visit us, okay? Kara says, Sarah, your transition game is anointed, honey. Smooth chat. And I want to thank you for honoring the transitions. It's hard out here to be transitioning and doing these ads and still trying to keep the flow of conversation, okay? I want y'all to know that when I started this podcast, we ain't even have no ads. But God, God says, you know what? We're going to honor this. I didn't even do it to make money through ads. But God says, hey, listen, we're going to ha- start having ads. We're going to help the delegation and we're going to help you pay for this crocodile wall you didn't got put on here for this podcast set and we thank the lord okay it's snack time in the sanctuary you know what this is snack time is when i just take a minute and i share with you what god is teaching me about life about love about myself about him and i share with you i call it a snack because when i'm preaching i like to think it's a meal i take a text i take a minute and i really outline some points that i think can be helpful for you but this is just a little snack and one of the snacks that i want to give you today So I've been feeling really um, anxious. I got sick over the weekend. I had this really long day yesterday, and I've been thinking to myself this morning, like I woke up, I was anxious. I was like, I feel like I'm forgetting something. I'm dropping the ball somewhere. I started working on all of these things that I know that I should have been doing, but I still felt anxious. And I feel like anxiety comes when we feel like we are no longer in control of our lives, that there is something missing, something happening that... We're missing out on it. And one of the things that I had to really tell myself is like, what if you are missing something? Don't you believe that if you are missing something, that God will give you the wisdom and strategy for work for whenever it comes to your mind that will help you handle it? I think sometimes we have this need to feel like we are in control of our life, that we're not dropping the balls anywhere and that we've got everything so streamlined and organized that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves when we don't feel that way. But the truth is, no matter how streamlined and organized our lives are, we often end up feeling overwhelmed anyway. So control what you can control, remember what you can remember, but also trust that those things that feel like they're out of your control or those things that you feel like you have anxiety about that could pop up at any given moment, that you are equipped to handle them. Surprises happen. It is a part of life. There are things that 
we should have remembered things that we should have covered that sometimes we simply forget. That doesn't make you less of a, an amazing person. It doesn't mean that you're irresponsible. It simply means that you're human. So I guess my snack for you today is to remember that you're human, that you're on a journey just like the rest of us, and that you're going to have moments where you're covering everything that you know to cover, and there's still going to be something that might slip through the cracks. It's okay. Once we realize whatever that thing is, you can rise to the occasion. You can handle it. You can delegate it. And better, you can plan next time for how to avoid it happening again. This is not permission to be just irresponsible and just let things go, but instead to give yourself permission to be present in what you're doing today, to be focused on who you are in this moment, and trust that when whatever pops up that you're going to be able to handle it. I was thinking about this notion of anxiety because when you have anxiety, you also don't recognize what other options you have. So I had anxiety over the weekend because I knew I was getting sick. We've got a photo shoot and a film shoot that we did yesterday that I knew was going to be all day long. My nails were jacked. It was Valentine's Day. My husband and I hadn't really... Um, done our plans yet and so I was like man I need to get on my Valentine's game I need to get rid of this cold I need to find time to get my nails done if you listen to this podcast you know your homie does not get her nails done it's not my vibe but I had all of these things that I felt like I needed to get done but when I was living in that space of anxiety I couldn't see a strategy when I zoomed out of the picture and I said you know what my husband's flying home on Valentine's Day if we sit at home and we just look at each other that will be Valentine's Day enough for us I need to get my nails done or I need to go to see CVS and get some press on nails. Boom shakalaka. God is good. I went to CVS. I got them press on nails. I was looking fine as wine. I painted my toes. But I had all of this pressure of things that I felt like I had to do that I really didn't have to do. When I relieved myself from the pressure, I saw that there were other options and other ways that I could get things done. What options and strategies could you be missing out on because you insist on living under pressure? Breathe in. Breathe out. Be present. Trust that God will give you the strength that you need when you need it. Let's not worry about tomorrow. Let's not even worry about this evening. Let's just for a moment actually pay attention to the moment we're in. You're driving your car. Are your hands on 10 and 2, sis? You're cooking that meal. Are you giving your all to what that is you're cooking right now? You're working out. Do, do whatever it is that you are doing but by being fully present without the stress and worry of what could possibly come that you forgot about. I hope that helps you because it really helped me today at all of these things that I was doing. And then I was like, you know what? I'm about to podcast with my homies. Let me get my stories together. Let me get my script together. Let me work on these transitions. And let me just enjoy the time with my girls. When the podcast is over, if I forgot something, if there was a meeting or an email that I didn't get a chance to respond to, I'll do it when I can. Because you know what? Your girl is human, not a superhero. I have supernatural strength and wisdom that comes from above only when I am connected to the above. And the only way I can be connected is when I'm present. And so I'm giving you permission to reconnect with your divine source of wisdom, power, love, energy, and strength. And that is our Heavenly Father. What say ye, delegation? Charmaine says, yes, it does. Thank you for sharing. Demonica says, yes, preach that whole word. Lisa Hambrick says, when my anxiety is up, I listen to you or worship music and pray. So good. Yvette Jose says, I wish I can have a conversation with you. I love your realness. DJ Phoenix says, I literally was just praying to God that you would answer my DM question, but it was about anxiety and you answered it without even reading it. I can cry right now. Isn't God so good the way that he works that out? 
But I would let, let me tell you how connected it is. So she has sent me a DM about anxiety. I have a word from God about anxiety, but I would have never gotten that word about anxiety had I not taken a moment to just be present and in the moment and in tune with what I'm feeling and what God was saying about what I was feeling. So my need to be present literally was the answer to her prayer. I wonder how many prayers we can answer by just being present, how much strategy for other people's lives, for our children's lives, for our marriage, for our work is waiting for us in the present. Sometimes we're so consumed with the next that we don't see the solutions that are in the present. So before we go, I'm going to pray. I'm not just going to pray for your week and for your lives, though I'm going to pray for all of those things, but I'm going to pray that you would be present. Father, thank you that you are ever present, that even when we are living in our past or reaching towards our future, that you promise, God, that you will be right here and now. So, Father, it is my prayer that you would give us the ability to practice being present. That's going to be hard for some of us because some of us are used to living in our past. Others of us are used to always pursuing the future. God, it is my hope that you would give us practice in the car, at home, in nighttime, that we would bring all of ourselves into this moment and that we would recognize the intricate details of our lives that you have in front of us, that relationships would be illuminated to their fullness, that our decision-making and opportunities would become crystallized in front of us, that we would just begin to recognize that there is so much waiting for us now, right here in this moment, that we don't have to be worried about what happened yesterday or what could happen tomorrow, but to maximize the potential of now. Father, I thank you that this podcast, the very fact that they're even listening to this podcast is evidence that when we maximize the now, that it touches the lives of people we could have never predicted. I thank you for entrusting me with the lives, the hearts, the souls, the minds of some of your most incredible creatures. Father, thank you for the Woman Evolved delegation and for all that it represents. I ask that you continue to grow us together, that we would become real and more connected in our sisterhood, and that we would begin to really, really manifest everything that you've placed down on the inside of us. In Jesus' name, amen. i see you guys next week. I am going to be in Philly on tour. I am not going to podcast on Tuesday. I don't know when I'm going to podcast, but I am going to podcast at some point. It will probably be on Wednesday from Detroit, but I will let you guys know. I love you so much. You too. What's up? Welcome to the delegation. Loved having you guys here. See you next week.